episode is part of Season 2 of MesoTV, a program created and produced by the Mesothelioma Applied Research Foundation. We thank the following sponsors for their support of our organization and its work. Merck, the Gorey Law Firm, Early, Lucarelli, Sweeney, and Meisenkoten, and AstraZeneca. I'd like to welcome Dr. Paul Sugarbaker as our guest today. Uh, we're going to be discussing the history of HIPEC uh, and also the peritoneal cancer index score, uh, which was something that was developed by Dr. Paul Sugarbaker, which helps to give us a sense of how patients will do uh, following this procedure. So, Dr. Sugarbaker, I think I'll turn it over to you to start the discussion. Um, you know, please, you know, provide the education we need to understand more about this complex disease. Yes. Well, let's, let's start off by a discussion of HIPEC. Mm -hmm. So HIPEC came to the United States in the mid-1980s. It was originally used for gastric uh, cancer, not very effectively, uh, except to prevent uh, peritoneal seeding, in other words, as an adjuvant. Of course, uh, we've been using the long-term intraperitoneal chemotherapy, what we call EPIC, for several years prior to that time. There's no doubt that HIPEC, when added to a very conscientious cytoreduction, has totally changed the outcome of uh, patients with uh, epithelial peritoneal mesothelioma. We, we've not made so much progress with the sarcomatoid, uh, some progress with the biphasics, uh, but the cystic mesotheliomas that recur and can be a huge problem, and the epithelial uh, malignant peritoneal mesotheliomas, we're, we're now looking at a, a survival rate in the 70s at 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that's HIPEC. For me, the HIPEC is cisplatinum combined with doxorubicin and then a systemic component, which is iphosphamide. That's not the universal plan, but I think it is a very good plan. And we're going to start to uh, compare mm -hmm. one HIPEC to another. Mm -hmm. Which is and, important because it seems yeah. as if that HIPEC at every center uses a different drug. And it's so hard, hard to compare that if we could come up with a standardized formula and standardized, you know, what to expect following these surgeries, I think it would be, you know, certainly would move this field forward again. Yes, this disparity, this high-pec disparity is something that we're working on. Uh, Marcello Doracco and the group in uh, Milano have been charged to uh, perform a uh, consensus by the Delphi methodology. We hope to have that uh, by the middle of next year. I don't think we'll come up with a uh, absolute recommendation, but I think what we'll come up with is one or two best HIPECs, and then our plan is to uh, perform randomized studies at single institutions to uh, try and figure out if there is a best HIPEC for peritoneal mesothelioma. So this now, analysis that he's doing, what is factoring into the analysis? What is, uh, what is Mar uh, Marcello looking at? Well, he'll, he'll look, of course, at uh, outcome. 
mm -hmm. both safety and efficacy, and the data will be coming from all over the world. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we've, we've selected the, the exact number of centers, but it's something like 50 centers will be weighing in regarding their thoughts of the best HIPEC for uh, epithelial peritoneal mesothelioma. Perfect, because so many of these studies have looked at, you know, HIPEC in general, and to, you know, to really tease it down to mesothelioma is going to give us that data that we need as well. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I've just finished the uh, study that we started uh, about five years ago. We've now accumulated uh, 40 patients with complete mm -hmm. cytoreduction who had HIPEC and then went on to receive the, uh, it's referred to as NIPEC, normal thermic intraperitoneal chemotherapy. So six cycles of intraperitoneal pemetrexid and systemic cisplatinum. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be able to tell you what uh, that uh, data, uh, how good it is, what it is, it is better. Mm -hmm. uh, how much better it's gonna be, it's gonna depend on this uh, propensity weighted uh, analysis, but I'm, uh, I'm excited that uh, we're going to be able to not only use HIPEC, but mm -hmm. perhaps uh, begin to, uh, begin to um, critically analyze the long-term combined intraperitoneal and systemic chemotherapy, because we found out the hard way that systemic chemotherapy gives us a, a little boost, gives us mm -hmm. a response in this disease but has never helped with survival. Mm -hmm. It is a disease that's perfectly suited for long-term uh, regional chemotherapy, mm -hmm. uh, better than ovarian cancer, um, similar to uh, our, our, our sister disease, pseudomyxoma peritonei. And uh, we're, we're very hopeful that we can do better than just HIPEC. But we'll, we'll, we'll keep you informed on that. The, uh, uh, this uh, new data is, uh, is percolating along and, and uh, I'm excited about it. Could, could you tell us a little bit about HIPEC, what HIPEC is? Sure. Mm -hmm. HIPEC is of benefit if the great majority that means all visible evidence of the mesothelioma is removed. Mm -hmm. It's a warm chemotherapy solution that is instilled into the peritoneal space after this, what we refer to as a complete cytoreduction. The great thing about HIPEC is that it is used in the operating room with the uh, abdomen either open or closed. There's open technique and a closed technique. And it should go a long way towards eliminating what we call microscopic residual disease. It does that, but does it do it well enough to prolong survival? Well, a single installation of warm chemotherapy into the peritoneal space may not be enough to give us the results that we want. Mm -hmm. With the lower grade diseases, it seems to work beautifully. 
mm-hmm. with those diseases that have penetrated the peritoneum and are more deeply situated within the patient's tissues, like especially a patient who's had uh, extensive prior surgery without HIPEC. The, the, the fluid just doesn't seem to, to penetrate into the tissues uh, sufficiently to give you that complete response at that particular site. And that's mm-hmm. why I've always ad- advocated for not only intraperitoneal drugs with HIPEC, but also a systemic drug that would augment the local regional or intraperitoneal uh, effects. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I think you mentioned that you were considering ad- the addition of ifosamide now as, a, as an adjunct or did yes, I hear you wrong? Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, we, our, our standard of care now is the intraperitoneal cisplatinum, which mm-hmm. I think is probably the most important drug. Also mm-hmm. intraperitoneal doxorubicin. And mm-hmm. we use those drugs at moderate uh, 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 concentrations. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. way up into the stratosphere uh, with the uh, cisplatinum uh, administration. So two drugs go in over 90 minutes directly into the peritoneal space in a large volume of warm uh, chemotherapy solution, Mm -hmm. but also as a continuous infusion during the HIPEC, the patient is getting uh, one of the hyperthermia super drugs, that's ifosfamide. Mm -hmm. Ifosfamide uh, is uh, like cisplatinum, uh, those are two drugs that are markedly augmented uh, by heat. So mm-hmm. we're putting the iphosphamide in systemically. Of course, there's a circulation through the uh, uh, mesenteric uh, blood flow to mm-hmm. the bowel. So the iphosphamide that's right at the surface should not be at 37 degrees, which is the patient's body temperature. It should be at 42 degrees and have somewhere between 10 and 20 times the uh, cytotoxicity. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's heat-targeted systemic uh, chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. So, uh, so you, in other words, so now you're doing the bathing of the tissues in the abdomen with the cisplatinum and the adromycin. Correct. And then you're heating the ifosamid and giving that as an intravenous infusion in the operating room? Well, it's, it's given into the patient at uh, a body temperature, okay. when it reaches the peritoneal surfaces, it's gonna be at 42 degrees. Got it, because you're heating up at the same time. Got Correct. it, now I understand right. that, I yep. understand that yep. now. And then following that, the patients then will be moving into repeated doses of interperitoneal, um, as of the, of, uh, interperitoneal chemotherapy via a port that's placed in the abdomen. Correct. Okay. And uh, that port is accessed by the uh, by a nurse at a infusion center, and the patients are given uh, pemetrexid, also known as Olympta. And correct. then via IV, they'll be getting cisplatinum. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And cisplatinum alone, or cisplatinum uh, in a combination? No, they they will be given uh, the intraperitoneal pemetrexid because mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> the pharmacology of pemetrexid is such that mm-hmm. it does uh, uh, remain within the peritoneal space for a mm-hmm. prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. 
terrific. Cisplatinum mm -hmm. is given systemically uh, because it would leave the peritoneal space so quickly. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether you give the cisplatinum intraperitoneally uh, or uh, systemically, unless the cisplatinum is a part of HIPEC. Mm -hmm. Cisplatinum as a part of HIPEC, we, we like to give it uh, directly into the peritoneal space. But afterwards, we use it similar to the iphostamide. It's mm -hmm. gonna augment the, the effects of that intraperitoneal pemetrexate right at the surface mm -hmm. of the, uh, of the uh, visceral uh, and parietal peritoneum. So this has really come a long way when I think back 20 years ago where we didn't have all that data about temperature, dosing, um, you know, all the yes. pharmacokinetics that lets us know what gets into the systemic circulation. So you really have moved this field tremendously in terms of uh, not only your skills as a surgeon, but your skills as a researcher and your determined focus on this disease. I mean, uh, you've been in this disease for quite some time. Uh, you're one of the initial, uh, original pioneers in this. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I know we've had a prolonged interest in, in mesothelioma, peritoneal mm -hmm. mesothelioma. Actually, the family has had an interest in mm -hmm. uh, mesothelioma, both thoracic uh, pleural mesothelioma and peritoneal mesothelioma. I, if you asked me uh, 15 years ago, uh, would we need a randomized controlled study to show benefit? I would say no. We're going to find mm -hmm. with all our pharmacologic uh, information a magic bullet that will be so effective that uh, we'll have to use it on every single peritoneal mm -hmm. mesothelioma patient. Mm -hmm. uh, as it turns out, uh, we're going to need, uh, in order to generalize these treatments uh, around the globe, we are going to need a randomized study of uh, NIPEC mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, to convince people that uh, the, uh, um, the effort, the effort mm -hmm. that uh, uh, we uh, are to uh, put together to complete six cycles of intraperitoneal chemotherapy uh, is worth it. Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, it's, it's quite a lot of drug. Mm -hmm. And uh, these uh, patients uh, can be uh, pretty, uh, by that sixth cycle of combined intraperitoneal and systemic cisplatinum, these patients can be uh, fairly uh, 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 debilitated. Not mm -hmm. de debilitated is the wrong word, but uh, the, they know that they've been treated, that's for sure, and, and they've had enough. Mm -hmm.